Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Raindrop Corner podcast, an affirming space that centers the cool, creative, and courageous people in our community. This is your alchemical playground filled with nuanced conversations, unique perspectives, and magic makers. We spit fire and defy societal desires here. I'm your host and purveyor of words, Kay Huggins. This week's guest was Tranquil Ashes, who has been on the podcast before. At this point, she is an alumni here. And it was really cool to talk a little bit deeper about cosplaying, the stigmas that are put on people who cosplay and the fact that ev- there's space for everyone in the cosplay community. And we kind of diverted into talking about the Cos Gala, which is something that Tranquil lightly touched on last time, but it is a really cool event that brings cosplayers and creatives together in a safe and affirming environment where they can just have a good time, get to know each other and network a bit. So I hope that you all enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And without further ado, here is Tranquil Ashes. So we have an alumni back. We have Tranquil Ashes. This is the second time I've sat down to speak with you and it's always a blast. So I'm excited to talk to you about all the cool things that you're doing. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, thank you for having me back. Of course. And I mean, you do a plethora of things from cosplaying to modeling to makeup. You are the founder and CEO of the Cos Gala, which I'm super excited to talk about today. I know you have a big event coming up in September. Yeah, September 17th. Sweet. Tell me a little bit about the Cos Gala. Of course, let's see. So the Cos Gala is like my little, my green baby. Mm -hmm. Um... It's basically a fake Met Gala, but for nerds, <laughs> um, where we make our own beautifully designed gowns based off themes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a place that I wanted to, I wanted a place for creatives to get together and network and enjoy each other's company. You know, something a little separate from a convention space, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the, you know, do something a little bit different, a little bit more avant-garde when it comes to you know fashion and the cosplay world as you know at large and of course i want to like uplift local talent so there's a lot of local talent that's going to be at the gala um and of course people from all over i want to come and of course i will feature people and do feature people outside of the local scene but we do want to make sure our local artists get a chance to shine that's awesome i love that because i feel like at conventions at least there's this huge fixation on bringing in big names and sometimes they forget about the local artists that are doing great work and have been in the industry for just as long working hard in their own way so that's super exciting and I want to know a little bit about what motivated you to start it in terms of some of your own experiences um well I think I've always wanted to do to, to host something I've always enjoyed hosting mm-hmm. people bringing people together that's always something I've enjoyed doing but I've never really you know found like a, a space to do that mm-hmm. like on my own terms and uh, when I was in college I had the opportunity to study abroad in Rome mm-hmm. and while I was there I had the opportunity to go to carnival and that kind of gave me a really unique perspective of what like that kind of world could be like Mm -hmm. and ever since that I've always been interested in in doing something like this bringing creatives together pushing art as a whole I love that and I I think 
it seems like a superpower of yours being able <laughs> to connect different people together. And it seems like it's something that you do in different venues, like even to this day. So I'm glad that you're in a space where you get to do what you love in an environment that you have a passion for. So something that really stands out to me when it comes to the Kaskawa is how you specifically want to foster an affirming experience in a safe and inclusive environment. For those that maybe either aren't involved as much in the cosplay community or maybe are very lightly involved, some discourse that I've heard discussed is how Black creators or POC creators will have concepts taken or they'll be cut out of certain environments that are supposed to be inclusive, but they're not. And then there sometimes are safety issues. I know that you've spoken very vocally about it on your own social media. We've had a couple conversations over posts about it. In what way did you want the cost gala to kind of differentiate from like your typical convention setting? Because I know that you want it to be very high fashion, but nerdy. Um, but what differentiates the Coscala atmosphere from what someone in the cosplay environment might be used to? I believe the, the goal is for everyone to feel like they're supposed to be there. Like no matter where they are on their artist journey, their entertainment journey, their musical journey, anything along those lines, to have a place to, to interact with other people in their field from all over the place and you know, potentially form bonds in that way, start new projects, um, all those kinds of things. Like even at my first gala, a lot of people got to know each other and they worked with each other afterwards and that's the goal, is to build the community outward and upward. And you know, with the headline of local inclusivity um, and of course being a black queer woman, there will always be an emphasis on highlighting black and queer folks. It's so important too. I feel like a lot of times black and queer people get pushed out of spaces. So it's nice to see one where people can kind of come together and connect. And this is something that you've also touched on in different mediums, but you know, as an entrepreneur or a creative, like whatever array of those things you are, you often have to have like a huge range of skill sets. It's hard to find people who can not only do what you need, but do what you need and be affirming for you so that you feel safe. So I um, I think it's cool that you're creating a space where people can do that because it's really hard to wear all those hats. And I mean, it's great to have all those skills on the one hand because you know what you're doing and you know how you want it done. But on the other hand, I'm sure that can be really tiring. So I want to ask you, what are some personal experiences, if you feel comfortable sharing, that you've had that has impressed upon you how important it is to fill this need? I mean, even today, I don't think that there are a lot of positive, or at least non-cliche, I'll say, mm -hmm. um, representations of Black women, fat women or fat people um, just doing cosplay or modeling or even in entertainment singing there's always like rules or you know like societal expectations and I think that's that's kind of what I I think is special about the gala there's not really any rules outside of hey come in as a theme be as you know you know creative and come up with something that you know 
glows and fly if you want to, or, you know, come in, suit and tie, enjoy the space, talk to people, and have a good time. Like, there's no, there's no, like, rules in that sense. Like, there's no, oh, well, you know, if I go there, I have to do this, or, you know, something like that. No, just have fun, and, you know, enjoy the entertainment, enjoy the, the artists that are, you know, showing themselves to you, and support them. Tell me a little bit about your journey to get to this place that, that you currently are at. Fortunate events, to be honest. Um, I, I think I've always just had a really good support system in terms of, like, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always supported the things that I do. They might not even understand what I'm doing, but they they support it anyway. Like, cosplay what? Okay, from what character? Who? Okay. <laughs> all right, see you next week, you know, you need some snacks, you know, stuff like that, like, so, it's always <laughs> support in that, in that way, and I think, because I was told that I could do anything, I chose to believe it, and, um, I've just been working on that belief ever since, and, um, I, I really think people deserve to be their best selves, and it sucks when other people try to stop them or or just say that you can't because you look a certain way. So I just want people to know that you can. You can go to that fancy party and whatever you want to wear because you want to go. You know, you can go to the beach and you can put the bikini on, as they say. You know, you can... You know, you might not be the best makeup artist ever, but you go to those makeup awards. You make friends. And that's how you learn. You know, like, don't let what all these rules and societal pressures say stop you from experiencing life. My goal is to have a life of experiences. And if I can give that to people, I will. I like that. And experiences are important too, because regardless of the outcome of that experience, it's always a learning. It's always a learning tool for the future. You know, it's interesting because I never realized how much I wanted to help my city or like my area until I got, I guess, into this space. I didn't really know you know, what was going on. I wasn't plugged in in any place like that. And um, I really think that if with the amount of talent in Maryland and in DMV in general and so many, like, crazy, like, powerful creators that are here, um, one being, like, you know, CC, she does mm-hmm. HBC on. That's wonderful. Check her out as well. There's so much here. I don't know why we can't be the better Atlanta or be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why can't we be that? Be another New York with all of this talent here. We just don't get the opportunities. And if I can open doors for other people, that'll only karmically open a ones for me. You know, that's just how hmm. it is. That's a beautiful way to look at it, too. I lived really close to that area. I used to live in Alexandria, Virginia, like right outside of that area. And there is a ton of talent there. And now I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And my experience in this area is very, very similar to my experience in that area, even though they're in two completely different places. Like there's there's so much talent. But I feel like 
a lot of people are fractured and like a lot of people have good intentions, but they don't come together unless it's a festival or a concert or like a specific event that's very mainstream. And it's really cool to see somebody come along and like yourself and do something that brings people together and kind of challenges them to talk and meet and be themselves in a good environment. So how do you, I'm curious, how do you find a balance? Cause you do so much, you host, you, <laughs> you manage yourself. I know you have help, but like you, you are very multifaceted person. So how do you find balance between all of these aspirations and things you're working on and just taking care of yourself as well? Well, honestly, I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm really stubborn. Um, and so because of that, I just, I have a, a need to succeed, a need to get it done, especially if I know that I'm the one that has to get it done. Or if I, there's no other person to do the thing, then I'll do the thing. If it has to get done, you know, you got to do it, I guess. That mentality is what kind of gets me through a lot of it. Um, I definitely need to work on getting more sleep. That's real. Um, what sleep? What is that? What is sleep? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, but but I, that was what I will tell everyone. If you can find, find a way to get sleep, drink water. Yeah, please drink water. <laughs> Don't pass out. Don't pass out, you know, at your conventions or while you're crafting or working on your voice acting or singing or painting. Like, remember to, like, breathe for a few minutes. Sometimes just step away. So that's that's what I have to do. Otherwise, I'll just be lasered in until, you know, sometimes you got to step away and just be like, (sighs) (laughs) I am a person. I'm going to go do something fun. I'm going to eat something I really like. I'm going to hang out with someone I haven't, you know, give yourself some time to like recharge or however you recharge, make sure you give yourself the time. And this might be hard to quantify. So feel free to pick more than one thing if you want. What is, what is one of your favorite memories of the cost gala? One of the cost gala events? Um, yeah, there are several, um, but I do think that it was, uh, particularly nice when we found out that one of the members that had came to the gala, it was their birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, we always stopped everything and you know, made an announcement. Hey, guess what? It's this person's birthday and we sang them happy birthday. And I think that was a really fun moment that happened at the gala. I yeah. love that. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to feel special important or thought about and i mean if you can i really just think if you can do it and like i know like sometimes i'm a pardon my friends a hard ass (laughs) in in this world but i really do just want people to be happy i really do it's felt in your work and just externally before we even started to talk or before we even spoke for the first time that is definitely the vibe that I got from you. It It's this very staunch, but also very concentrated empowering of other people. And I think that's important too. And you're very steadfast in it, but also very open. 
at the same time. And I think it encourages people to to be human, but to also do the thing anyway. Absolutely. Um, and that's like something that's even hard for me. It's hard for me to like open up and just be vulnerable for a while because it's like, man, I have so much to do and to take care of. But um, just like anyone else that I look up to or anybody, you know, in star stratas above me, they, um, you know, they all need to, you know, take that moment and step back, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's where I think everybody needs to do that. It's hard out here, man. Yeah. It's hard out here. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's hard out here, but, like, I promise you can do it. I know. I know it's hard, but I promise you can do it. Just, if, you know, if you believe that what you you want to bring to the world or you just want to put it out there just for you, that's what makes you happy. I agree with that. I, I think there's a power in finding a way to navigate something. And it, it can look different for every person, but just still staying the course. So let me give you a scenario. So you have all the resources that you could ever want. What would be like your ideal cosplay or project if you had no limitations whatsoever? No, oh man. That's hard. Uh, <laughs> probably multiple Game of Thrones <laughs> costumes, and probably very soon House of the Dragon. Yes. You got some skin folk in House of the Dragon, yeah. <laughs> and I'm extremely, extremely excited about that. Um, so, but you know, like the fabrics and like the beadwork, all the stuff that they use is so, so incredibly expensive. <laughs> so, I think that would be it. I would probably take a couple of extra sewing classes because I'm sure there's some <laughs> seams and words on there that they use that I have never heard of before. <laughs> um, and I would do high fantasy costumes out just all over the place I, and I'm no expert that's another thing too guys I'm not a, like I am not an expert there are plenty of people who can sew circles around me but just but I you know the more I do the better I get mm-hmm. so that's the only that's the advice I can give you is just just keep at it you know one day you will get that like sew line straight it's gonna be super straight <laughs> you know what I mean like your corners are gonna match up and you're gonna be like oh my goodness I did it and it's gonna feel good. It's gonna feel good, and it's gonna make you keep going. That's why I keep going. Tell me about some projects in the works for you. What are you most excited about these days? Yeah, um, I think I'm just. I feel like I'm in a very like transitional period mm-hmm. in my life where I'm just. I'm I'm figuring out like new career paths because I don't think anyone. At least I would say seven or eight years ago, thought that you could really make you know your life about art and be like financially stable. (laughs) You know, um, you know there are definitely people who did it, but it was it's hard. It's hard, and I think it's not not hard now, but there are far more resources there's far more avenues for for 
you know, those successes to come, especially with social media, with all its good and bad, like, it provides massive platforms for people who would otherwise not have them if they were to go through, you know, the traditional ways of becoming recognized and well-known and all of that good stuff. So um, I think it's it's better now. But that I think that's mostly what I'm working on is just trying to figure out how to round it off and be a fully, like, independent art person. <laughs> I think that's what I'm working on. And as far as crafting, I still have my, like, one of my dream cosplays. It's Helsing. And I have an idea because, you know, I never do anything normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to do an armor build mm-hmm. with it. And so um, it's going to be, like, the most super fancy version of that suit that I can make. Um, I love and, it. Yeah, so I'm going to be pushing my sewing skills. I'm going to be pushing my foam smithing skills as much as I can with that. I just need to find some time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though. I'm excited to see what that looks like. you're welcome I think everything that you're doing is really cool and I think it also makes a lot of sense I feel like a lot of artists that I talk to and creatives are kind of all in a transition phase after the pandemic the way people consume and take in art is a little bit different and there are more opportunities and even though it's still hard kind of like you mentioned I feel like people have a little bit more respect for certain aspects of art that they didn't before because they had all this time to look at it and get to know different creatives which is exciting but also opens the door for us to kind of expand what we thought we were going to be doing yeah 100% um and like things are still changing it's things are changing so quickly like it's hard to keep up with (laughs) it is it is and then just I mean as a, a cosplayer, you know, you know it's it's interesting how much promotion we give companies, we give uh, platforms, you know, without them even realizing. No, they realize it. But um, you know, take a great example is Lady Dimitrescu from Yes, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I also worked <laughs> with Lady Dimitrescu, uh, love. Um, but by the, t- by the time the game came out, people were, who had never heard about Resident Evil, to figure out who she was. Mm-hmm. And that's because of cosplayers. So, I think people are starting to realize, okay, well, this is something. This is really, really something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once companies realize that they'll, you know, there'll be even more opportunities for creatives and content, you know, creatives out there. I'm really curious about that. It made me think of something as you were talking. So with that in mind, and just like all of the publicity you give that you're not really being paid for, because it's just something you do because it's fun and you love the content. Have you seen in the cosplay world brands and different companies reaching out to cosplayers to actually pay them for the work that they're doing? Have you seen more of that? I've seen more of it, um, not enough of it, mm-hmm. but more of it, um, very much so, you know, we have names that are big, and they'll definitely be able to get the Marvel deals, or the, mm-hmm. the red carpets, or, you know, the whatever, fill in the blank, uh, really cool roles, but I think, um, 
the, as time goes by, that'll be more people. It'll be more people than just, you know, the ones at the very, very top. You know, a lot of us get, get to go to the premiere, or it'll just be an application thing. Like, it'll just be something set in there, and they pick from a group of entrants or applicants, you know, because it's, now it's a thing. Um, I think I think it's getting better, but it, it could be way better. <laughs> it could be better. Some of them do. Yeah. Some of us get paid some, you know, some stuff. But like, uh, I guess livable is where we're thinking about. Yeah. You know, we can't really with it. We're not there, and like the few of few of us lucky ones. I am not in that category yet, <laughs> but a few lucky ones have managed to. Um, and I won't even say lucky. A few people who've worked really, really, really hard have managed to get, you know, those opportunities. So I think more will come. And I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm hoping that more will come in. I'm excited to see what you do. And Tranquil, thank you again for coming on the show. I always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you. And no, I, really, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And everybody else, until next time. A big thanks and even more love to all of our listeners out there. You are an integral part of this experience. And as always, the Raindrop Corner podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all standard podcast streaming platforms. Until next time.